0: Welcome to the Average Gamers Podcast, this is episode 29, I'm your host Adam and on today's episode I'll also be joined by co-hosts Lee, Darren and Jay as we talk about what we've been up to over the last few weeks, including Christmas. We'll mention a few board games that we've managed to pick up and play over this period and just generally catch up on hobby related activities once we dispense with the formalities we'll then move on to a few questions that we have for one another along with some good old-fashioned gamer banter and roasting that usually accompanies our show it remains for me to say thank you for listening and if you've got any feedback for us please do get involved post on our social channels reach out to us on facebook instagram or any of the podcast channels that you can contact us on we'd love to hear from you anyway
1: on with the show welcome to episode 29 of the average gamers podcast a happy new year to you all i know it's a little bit late we were a little bit late getting together to record this i'm your host lee and with me as ever is adam say hello adam hi guys and also i'm joined by jay hi guys and of course here's darren hello enthusiastic as ever Cool, right?
0: Always so. a formal chat, Darren. Hello, hello. Well, well, well you. regards. How do you know? well, well met,
1: stranger. <laughs> <laughs> so, did uh, did you guys all have a very good Christmas and New Year? Uh, did you get many tabletopy things? What do you What do you uh, kick off, Jay?
2: Oh well, yeah. Uh, anyone who listened to the last episode would have um, heard my smorgasbord of a Santa's list of gaming stuff of which I got none of um, because my girlfriend in all her <laughs> actual wiseness uh, decided I have enough models there's so many that aren't painted do I really need any more? she's very pragmatic uh, so I didn't get much in the way of models but yeah I did get some bits I got the quick shade set I was after from army painter I got a lamp of all things with a magnifier. oh he's in the 21st century <laughs> yeah that's it no more painting in the dark <laughs> like uh, oh, there's, there's a, there's by candle by candle I don't want to yeah I was going to say <laughs> something then, but I thought it might go down wrong um, yeah what else did I get uh, I got the X-Wing starter set Servants of Strife which whilst it comes oh, nice. pre yep. I'm going to paint again anyway because I'm a sad act um, nothing wrong with
1: repainting X-Wing stuff mate I do it as well
2: and a very stealth present my girlfriend got me, which was, uh, I think it's more for her. It was an organizer <laughs> for my paints. It's like you've got five drawers, uh, it's got some tubes. Yeah. Uh, it's MDF, you build it yourself. Uh, nightmare, by the way. That looked quite good, actually. Yeah, it was good when it got there, but it was infuriating to put together. There's not enough elastic hmm. bands in the world to keep your tension on. Um, no. Yeah, so it's got like two trays built for GW paints, three trays for Vallejo she went through and basically counted the ratio of paints that I have, and uh, this was very clever of her. Oh, that's,
3: that's quite thoughtful.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I that's very me. thoughtful. I'm not, I'm not used to people thinking about me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was good. It was good Christmas in general. It was my first Christmas in the girlfriend and my daughter. Uh, Did you also time. pick
1: up Villainous as well, just after Christmas?
2: Uh, yes, and just before Christmas I got Mysterium. So uh, we have been playing a few little games, because they're not gamers as such, but I'm slowly chipping away at them. Yeah, just picked Venice up last week. We've had a few games of that. It's been great. And Mysterium is fantastic. Uh, so yeah, Christmas in general, really good.
1: Excellent. Good, good to
3: hear. How about yourself, Darren? Um, so, game wise, I've got one hundred Tories uh, from Adam, which is very nice. And um, one hundred Tories. Dry run. Yeah, house... I heard that. Yeah, 100... so the
1: houses of Parliament. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. The pre apocalypse game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um <laughs> give, give us an you can go to Egypt and You're, Le- you're a <laughs> Labour MP and you've got to uh, <laughs> uh canvas and you really <laughs> gotta breach that margin. Uh, no it's <laughs> you're, Nick Clegg and you're in the job you you're in the, queue at the job centre <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> so you g- basically... give us an
1: overview of, of it, genuinely. Oh. Like. <laughs> That's fine. <funny. laughs>
3: it's you, you're creating a garden in a tile using tiles in a kind of similar to Carcassonne format, I guess. But mm-hmm. the scoring is completely different. You're basically trying to make nice pathways through the garden uh, by going through lots of by making long pathways between features and going through lots of uh, gates, which are called what are the, are the tories and um that's the gist of it really but it, it's really beautiful it's got lots of um nice cardboard pieces um and a couple of meeples but it's mostly a cardboard game but with lo- lovely artwork on the cardboard and um yeah quite quite looking forward to giving that a go hopefully this weekend so um and um i i kind of got the dark judges uh that was kind of already opened before christmas <laughs> you are rubbish at christmas <laughs> yeah buys himself his christmas
1: presents and opens them before christmas yeah, yeah i know so, so, so bad
3: but um <laughs> and um i got a load of necrons as well which, oh, <laughs> as you may have i think last time we were talking i was saying about that yeah again which of yourself uh, meta <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> so yeah, I've been spending a lot of time putting them together, which is taking forever because they're plastic. Uh, but I'm getting onto the painting now, so um, yeah, I'm enjoying it now.
1: Excellent, good stuff. How about yourself, Adam? What was your tabletop haul, as it were, for Christmas? Ooh.
0: If any? Well, I didn't actually. Well, I didn't actually get that much for Christmas in terms of board games. I increased my collection by two. So. Um one good. of those was uh called Magic Maze. This is a game uh kindly gifted by Darren and Maddie. Um so um we're looking forward to actually playing it this weekend. Shelley and I've put some time aside um out of our busy busy calendars uh, <laughs> <laughs> to to place a board games. Um but so Magic Maze um you play as like adventurers going through a dungeon kind of like trying to pick up all your equipment. It's not strictly really a dungeon though, uh, is it?
1: It's a shopping mall, right?
0: Wow. It's, like, it's basically a dungeon, right? Yeah, it is. It is. They're, they're, kind of, they're kind of dungeons, but... Sorry, go on, Jay.
2: Just reminded me that, kindly, Adam got me Mountains of Madness for Christmas.
1: Um, yes.
2: Sorry about that, Adam. I didn't mean to uh, just... Casually... He shunned it. It's, yeah, shun your amazing <laughs> present. Uh, well, Went straight I'll, on I'll, eBay. I well, hope you will get to talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it that's,
0: made a that's great claim. Right. <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> jeez. Um, so no. so yeah i've got that and um i also received from shelly everdell uh which again we'll come on to talk about in a bit later but in a bit more detail later but um yeah again that's a really nice kind of tableau worker placement game um with phenomenal artwork pieces look lovely um and, and do you know what? It, it's like one of those games that I could um, easily play over and over again.
1: So, is it like we discussed on the uh, quiz episode? Is it actually about rabbits in trees? I'm dying to know.
0: What? <laughs> it, there is <laughs> a, a big tree. There. <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's a big, there's a big tree, right? Mm-hmm. There's a big tree, and there are some rabbits that live in the tree. <gasps> Realism as, out as the Rabbits
2: window. are known to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. These <trees laughs> are I, <running> I, rabbits. <laughs> I heard it was a whole thing was a metaphor for mixomatosis.
3: Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> that's, that's like the plague card in there. You know, it turns into a zombie thriller kind of yeah, game. There, there's there. like yeah. an insane <laughs>
1: rabbit, like from Watership Down. Like, is that? What yeah, I yeah.
2: About? And at the end, everyone's crying while uh, Berg plays out. <laughs> 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 <Bright eyes. Jeez. laughs> so, um, <laughs> so it sounds like, a, sounds like a good game, Adam. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Um, no, so it, it was a really, really fun game. Um, I enjoyed it. I'm a big fan of these, and we'll get onto this later, kind of um, these kind of tableau builders, worker placement games. Um, lots of strategic depth to it, but it was it was simple enough that both shenny and i picked it up within one playthrough. like we didn't do too much um kind of checking of the rules everything it's one of those the rules are so light but all the details on the cards so you just have to be aware of what's coming up in the in the kind of like me- what they call the meadow which is like a shared draw deck and your hand and what you can play um there's a bit of meadow like resource gaming. management in it meadow gaming indeed
1: <laughs> following um, the me- chasing the meadow
0: etc <laughs> sorry watch. carry on <laughs> no 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 there's there's some like the, the artwork is what sells the game to me it looks absolutely amazing ever doubt great artwork lovely worker placement game um I like all the tactile resources are really nice and the artwork is phenomenal um, I am really looking forward to playing it again it's one of those that has it, it just seems like it's gonna have so much replayability like in the way in which um. You kind of randomly shuffle which um events you're going after and which kind of like um placement areas are available that's kind of randomized at the start of the game so it has lots of replayability and there's just so many cards in the main meadow deck that like um yeah you can just see yourself building lots of different kind of ways of winning in the game um really good fun um (laughs) So yeah, that was that was mainly what I did over Christmas and the kind of stuff that I received. I've not we've not really. We I, again we've played a bit of villainous recently. Um, some of the new sets that we had. I finally got a chance to play as scar. He was kind of easier than what I thought he would be, um, which was interesting.
1: Because um, he's prepared, right?
2: That's he's what...
0: always prepared. Oh, I can say um... that.
1: Beat, beat it to the punch there, Yeah. My razor-sharp wit, one out for a change.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but exactly. knife blunt is more um, my wit, to
0: be honest. Yeah, no, I, I did buy myself... Um, last week, I bought myself a couple of extra bits of 40k, but nothing major. Just got the new Jane Zar model for the Eldar. And nice. then another, another box of Howling Banshees, just so, I can points go, of Harlequins. just so I can go for 10 um, Howling Banshees. I'm, look, I... I I do, I'd do. i love to get some Harlequins but I'm just holding out for the fact that GW hopefully pull their finger out and get some Eldar out before the end of the year oh they will, they're Dark um, Eldar they're still- <laughs> 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 yeah the best Eldar yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm very very tempted to get that too, uh,
0: it's, too, it's, too, it's too BDSM for my liking, the, the Dark <laughs> Eldar <Yeah. laughs>
1: what's BDSM? do enlighten us Adam <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm far uh, too then, innocent to know. <laughs>
0: uh, and those, those—it really annoys me that the witches are spelt W Y C T K. That's
2: how they copyright yeah, just it. Just like yeah. all the things in 40k, that grips you.
3: No, yeah, that—that's the one. I do know. hate copyright. that about 40k. Like, I have trouble with words that are spelled right, and now you're you're just fucking with me.
4: That's I complain
2: Oh, go back to Age of Sigmar then. I've got an army of ogres. Yeah, that... <laughs> And Oryx, isn't it? O- oh. or- or- oryx now. Yeah. Oryx and eos
1: yeah. and dwarfs. It's because you can't copyright an existing word. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also yeah. it's cool and edgy to have a yes. Y yeah. instead of an I, right?
0: I don't it's think it is not. edgy. I think it's yes. just rubbish.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is absolutely it's <laughs>
1: copyright. It's just like they're
2: putting glottal stops in words like they've got but hiccups. ta It should actually be ta now, the way it's <laughs> spelled.
3: Really?
0: All they do yeah. is they get in a bunch of preschool kids and go, "Can you spell this word?" And whatever they write down, that's <laughs> the name of the unit. they will be like, "Can you spell <laughs> witches?" Uh, there we go. Okay, that's that's how we're going to pronounce it. If it works it's for kids. Probably a kid,
1: some okay. truth in that.
2: <laughs> yeah. they, they take the WAS with their um, naming conventions. I think. I mean, the first corn stuff came out for Age of Sigma it was blood sanguine gore Childs. and you're like, "All right, cool. What's the next unit called? Child gore sanguinator."
1: That's bloody blood idea. blood McSinn wasn't it, or bloody blood bloody
3: do So no, I remember the first time I saw uh, heard of space between Intercessors, and I was like, they do what now? They can't what? And I get into like so in the family. Right. Then you've got the Inceptors, which makes
2: me, which makes me think of Inception. Do these guys jump into your dreams? Yeah. Jump packs, I mean, <laughs> yeah. and they go deeper. Decided to roll a five.
1: They kill you in <laughs> your sleep, like Freddy Krueger. I guess. <laughs> kind of the aim there
0: so jay you did actually <laughs> mention that um obviously i i got you um or shelly and i uh, got you mountains of madness for christmas yes. how did that play
2: it didn't play i set it all up and we didn't get to play it what because i said you just took up, pictures like, of it yeah well i was ready to go <laughs> and by the time everyone ever stopped to stop faffing about because obviously both females um these views
0: aren't shared by everyone on the podcast. Just Jay. Yeah,
1: Jay's views are not the representative of the entire podcast team or anyone.
2: Um, not even my views. Uh, but anyway, yeah. By the time they've done everything, it was uh, they to the table for tea. I was like, shit, I'm not setting it up again. But I will say the the whole product, Eat on the, the floor, quality, you know, the quality of it is fantastic. All the cardboard, all the even the little plastic plane is like. Painted to a point where I wouldn't want to repaint it, which is weird for me. It was, it was disturbing. But um, yeah, the gist of the game is you start down on the coast, you progress up the mountain till you get to the city, then you reach the edge of madness, and then you have to escape on your plane. Um, and the whole thing is really you have a deck of cards, each player going up the mountain has sets of those cards as supplies. You'll go to one of the squares, flip it over, and as a group, you flip this timer and you've got about a minute to uh, work out who's putting what supplies down to beat the challenges. If you don't beat the challenges, people start going crazy. So you draw these cards, madness cards, which are built into three levels. Level one madness might be um, you can't talk during the discussion phase of the timer unless you knock on the table all the way up to level 3 which is you can't talk unless you're rubbing someone's face it's not covid friendly um,
4: <laughs>
2: don't play with strangers sorry what? yeah it's like the madnesses are things you have to do what if you want to speak or you might have to speak with an accent <laughs> you might have to check under the table before you speak in case there's a monster uh, you may be a cheerleader who wants to high five everyone before you can speak um, sounds kind so of the, fun so it's, yeah, more, way it's way almost way. a little bit of a role player in the sense that you have to abide by your madnesses. Uh, If not, you throw one of these leadership tokens in the bin, and if the group runs out of leadership tokens, uh, you fail the expedition instantly. So the idea being is, as you're progressing, when you fail a challenge, um, and it's brilliantly worded, everything's great, it's actually little excerpts from the book itself, uh, Lovecraft book, so all the things that the explorers in that book faced are... Just transpose straight into the game. So eventually you'll take injuries. You'll take more madnesses. but You're collecting relics and specimens. Uh, and at the end. When you get on the plane and fly off. You need to have more relics. And specimens. than you do injuries and madness. Or the whole group fails. And you take it in turns. being a leader as well. So there's a bit of politics in there. So. It, but yeah. I can't get over the product quality. Like. I, there's a few games I've bought now. Where the tray inside the box houses everything, Mysterium, uh, Villainous, uh, and now Mountains of Madness, everything fits perfectly in the box, easily accessible, even mid-game, love it, hate things now that don't do that, I'm just, you know, first world. all, so anything aren't. by
1: FFG basically, <laughs> Yeah. Definitely. FFG are notorious for having <laughs> shit storage in their boxes, they just, oh, yeah. they ship it with a trench that keeps everything in one place while it's in transit, oh, and then God. after that, yeah. just get your own insert basically.
0: It sounds like one of the very few games that actually got that right was was um, Twilight Imperium. Mm-hmm. Like from th- third to fourth, they were like, "We need to solve this," and they actually built a custom vacuum, like, so good. Packed yeah, or vacuum formed like kit for it. And they can do it. It's just it's just a yeah. cost thing, right? But um, again, it's like
1: they did it with Marvel.
0: I think a lot of board games are going this way, like, and especially if it's a decent quality board game, you would look to have a. a well-organized insert for it because we all know how much of a faff it is if you get a box game out and the pieces are just everywhere you're like oh yeah. great one of I mean, these other games
2: like size you can spend another 15 quid getting the insert in mdf that people develop themselves <laughs>
1: and i would do that
2: Oh, I definitely. Would. Yeah,
1: there's a lot to be said for inserts to be fair
0: so lee what did you get up to over christmas what did you get on your christmas uh list
1: uh i've got a few things on my christmas list and a few things that weren't um so the 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 big ones for me i think was i got ant-man wasp and the once in future kang scenario pack for marvel which i was very happy with that was good uh it was kindly gifted die hard the nakatomi plaza heist by yourself and Shelley. really that's cool yeah it's um i was having a look through it and it looks like it mirrors the events of the film quite closely you know, um, McLean has got to do certain things and defeat the, uh, the the thieves before they can unlock the vault. And then, basically, the end win condition is you have to like push hands off of the top of the tower. Nice. spoilers for Diehard, obviously. <laughs> you, you have to do it by punching him. This you can't do it by is shooting him.
2: Like I told pyro.
1: <laughs> Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's got like a three act structure in the game as well. It looks quite uh, quite involved. Oh, I don't cool. necessarily think it would be a a, a non gamer's game, despite the theme. Um it's asymmetrical. It yes, it is. It's a one versus many, so one so of you is John McLean, the others play the thieves.
0: But do you know what? Sometimes that works, right? Because if the person who knows the rules plays as John McClain, he's got probably the harder job than everyone else. It's a bit like um uh what's the yeah it it. It plays out very similar and you can have someone who kind of knows what they're doing i also think the theme can make up a lot for kind of that complexity like people can get around something Mm. if they get the movie like if they enjoy the movie then you could probably get around some of the complexity
1: yeah and i think um you know i'm not adverse to one versus many games you know imperial assault is my one of my favorites and that is a one versus many on its own um see i've got no issue with that actually so i'm looking forward to getting on to to the table i don't know if i'll be able to play it with kim personally she might not be into it as much but uh when lockdowns ease and we're able to meet in person again who knows it may it will definitely hit the table
2: blowing the dust off the board
1: games by then maybe (laughs) yeah probably (laughs) i might have to solo play it it. um what else did i get (laughs) oh i also was given the crew by darren Which is, uh, that one's been on my radar for quite a while, actually. I've heard a lot of good things about it. It is a trick-taking cooperative card game. But when you take the tricks, you have to take certain tricks using certain cards that are sort of determined at the start of the round. There's like a second deck that you draw cards out of, and it's right. you must win a trick using the blue three card or something. And then... You complete a number of tasks you are a crew on a spaceship that is hurtling through space and you're trying to fix it and stuff and oh, if you if you f- you can't communicate though it's like the mind you're not allowed to talk you can only you've got these things called radio uh, communications tokens which you can put on the cards to indicate right this is my highest card of this suit this is my lowest card of this suit or this is the only card of this suit you can't mm-hmm. directly tell your uh other players so you've got to try and do it sort of you know you've got to reach a, an understanding with them which I'm really looking forward to doing I think that'll be a good fun one to play and this like you I think you need a, ideally a minimum of three but you can play it with two it's just like you have like an AI player as it were with an open hand that you one of you decides for so yeah, I'm quite looking forward to giving that a shot and it is on board game arena as well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try yeah, it on there I mean, as well. So the, um,
3: the games I picked out, well actually I did look a lot about two player reviews as well as multiplayer reviews for both of them because <clears throat> I was like, for the time being, you're gonna need to <laughs> it needs to be a good two player, but at some point I would like it to open up, yes, you too. know, to, <laughs> so um that was my main criteria when I was looking is uh finding finding that balance.
1: Yeah, and it was a very good shout. I um, well, I also got, I had quite a haul this year actually. I was also uh, gifted Sushi Go Party by my parents, which I was yeah. very happy with. By your parents, probably. Uh, yeah, it was on my list, and they bought it off my list. You know, oh, it was right.
0: Right. Oh, okay. I was like, wow. Well,
2: <laughs> I know. They are probably think they right? bought they, you a voucher to go and yeah. get some sushi.
3: Leaky's telling them to like and subscribe to the podcast, and they've uh, they've started listening and you know <laughs> yeah that's what it was
1: they did it to humor me and then they bought me that uh what else did i get <laughs> i'm missing something oh we've picked up a game called bandido as well over the christmas period i've played that a few times on board game arena and that's like a cooperative card laying game it's a bit like dominoes in that you're trying to match patterns on the table but actually what you're trying to do is you're laying a tunnel network and there's at the very center of the board is the bandit the bandido he's trying to escape his prison and you're trying to block off his escape tunnels with your cards oh, that's it, cool. yeah it's it's a good fun game it's it's quite it can either end really quickly in like about a minute or it can go on for like half an hour because you just don't get the right cards in the right order so yeah um pretty good christmas all round for me i think in terms of uh tabletop stuff
2: so yeah that's cool i'm glad everyone got a. Uh interesting things hmm. it's mad how much our purchases are being sort of uh biased by the current climate of uh socializing yeah definitely mm. crazy
3: yeah i mean i brought the necrons mostly to paint rather than game i like I haven't really considered gaming with them that much um i will want to have simulator but
2: i've done 87 models in 2021 yeah
3: well yeah Get it. You could get a job. <laughs> no <I'm joking. laughs> yeah. They might be listening.
2: <laughs> they would be listening. We're not that popular. No,
1: <laughs> we haven't mm. yet achieved mainstream that's just... success.
3: <laughs> no, that's, that's well done. That's right. Considering it's been what thirteen days, that's pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> How many have you done so far?
2: Eighty-seven. Fifty-seven. Eighty-seven.
1: Eighty some, Jesus. I've done twenty and I'm feeling pretty proud of myself. Hang on a second. <laughs> to
0: Hang on a second. I, I am no, the... gonna call like call you out on this, because I think you'd started part of those models before Christmas.
2: I was about to say that. No, I'd done the base so I'd Zenithal highlighted the um Nurgle. And I'd put a brown um I made my own glaze. I don't want to so know how you lazy. made your
0: own brown glaze, Jay. Like, <laughs> I know it's Nurgle, but you don't have to go Nurgle to these extent... instead. You're not doing it right. <laughs> that's, that's awful.
2: If you're doing corn, you paint with blood. If you paint doing sodesh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's not go there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, you're right. Some of the base stuff was sort of done on a lot of it, in a sense. mainly washes, so the ultramarines that are done. I think probably 50% of them were... Yeah, that was a freak that I got the blue so good. So I sprayed them mm. in this weird army painter, a luminous hell blue. I don't know what it's called, but it is proper bright. And I was like, I have made a fundamental error here. <laughs> uh, but I'll try and dull it down. So I did two layers of the Drakenhof blue ink from GW. Mm-hmm. And it still looked a bit shiny. So I went over the non-oil and bang, that was it. Job done. And because it was three layers of ink... Different consistency, so they are normal quite soft. It actually looked like almost like I've airbrushed it, mm,
4: uh, a bit really more good. harsh
2: than airbrushed. Yeah, uh, then I've cocked it up with my uh attempts at edge highlighting marines. <laughs> uh, doing 30 in three days is just screaming. I was like, Oh, Jesus, kill me! You're mad, mate. I would have <laughs> spaced those out
1: like um, massively.
2: <laughs> I haven't got time, I just want to get rid of them now. Um, but yeah, uh. So yeah, between, bear in mind, 30 of you know, those 80-odd were Poxwalkers, which were just, you know, I think I did the clothes in contrast, dry-brushed, and I did all the flesh in purple wash, dry-brushed. So, I say I painted 87 models. Really painting? 57.
1: Fair enough. Still a, still a good
2: achievement, though. Now, rookie numbers. <laughs> How about you Darren?
1: How many have you painted this year?
3: I'm just looking at them and I think it's about 30. 30? Oh my god, I'm slacking. Pretty quick and easy to paint. Yeah
2: Lee, what are you doing?
1: I know, I thought 20 was a good number but now I feel a bit inadequate.
3: That's rubbish. Get get (laughs) painting now whilst we're talking. (laughs) Get that number up a bit. How how many have you painted this year Adam?
1: (laughs)
0: I've painted, I actually I have painted, Ooh.
2: well hang on a second,
0: I've <laughs> not painted anything this year, because we are at the 14th of January guys, Jesus, Uh-oh. I've been doing other stuff,
1: yeah yeah but you didn't paint anything last year either, <laughs> hang on I did paint <laughs> stuff last year
0: don't even start me on that, I did paint <laughs> stuff last year, I have my Bushido Warband to prove that
1: so I did officially <laughs> seven paint of them.
0: something. All seven of them. Two of them were one in, one
1: every two months.
0: <laughs> yep, this is true and I, I I started on the Eldar but you know, you have said you will get back into Infinity if I finish if you this paint Eldar. it
1: all. Yeah, it's let it go on record. I will play Infinity if you paint your Eldar. <laughs> you'll Elder. get back into Infinity. You'll oh, it's going to happen You build and paint those <laughs> Eugene,
0: and you'll start playing Infinity. Yeah, again. I'll build
1: and paint mate I'll build and paint them I'll build and paint them even if you don't do your Eldar but you know until such time as you paint them
0: no if this is going to happen <laughs> have this on record
1: it? if I finish these Eldar
0: then you yeah. will get back into infinity I will 100% achieve we've that we've got recording of this
1: deal it's a deal it's on record now I can't I can't <laughs> rescind it unless I edit this out which mm. I won't
0: <laughs> we'll do it mm. so, that sounds like a fair bargain Fair deal. Yeah, that is
1: a good
3: bargain. All
1: right, yeah. get cracking then. Yeah.
3: <laughs> like, no one forces have to have. You have to, have, to, you have to finish like,
0: those
1: Eldar, like, this year.
3: Oh, well. no, they'll be finished you can't, this you year. can be like, oh,
1: I'll do it.
0: They'll, they'll be done in the next couple of months, just so you've got to get back into infinity. Like, that's the... <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: it's
0: months. Fine. Yes, Jay, that's a normal <laughs> <don't know> painting-like <laughs> schedule, <laughs> unlike your unhealthy attitude towards painting <laughs> it's very very Same good that.
2: but i would genuinely put Eldar grav tanks as one of my biggest fears to paint because the edges just gonna airbrush it they're, they're easier to us. Than airbrush it in. stick
0: a couple of like edges on it it'd be fine
2: that's why weather tanks because i just can't be asked <laughs> whether is uh, the great sin hider yeah
1: i I'm, I'm now a, a recent convert to weathering stuff more and yeah I'm so glad I did it I can't believe I never did it before
2: It looks good on your Death Watch because it's just so matte black that it just bring them out a bit, makes them pop
1: Yeah and I did it on the clones as well for Legion last year and that was that was good fun because it was like oh, otherwise they're just pristine white on these muddy bases and it looks weird
2: it's Yeah I'm, nice it's hard for me of... to not do it on my custodies. But i just can't bring myself to
1: you just need to the paint their do. bases so it's like flat concrete and then they can't get dirty yeah,
3: i mean honestly they'd be the slowest army advancing through mud because they would have to stop every like meter and like wash their clothes and like make sure everything's polished <laughs> and walk another meter wash polish again and it's like oh no yeah, the key is <laughs> they can't just, let ourselves
2: they just around using their <laughs> Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: It's just
1: a whole army of serfs chasing behind you you
0: know, you know, the like... uh, Space Marines have that new kind of like um, forward drop base thing that's like the the fortress. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, the building thing. Yeah, yeah. the building yeah. thing. I reckon the Custodes even get one. It's just like a car wash. It's just like a... <laughs> just drop it down and you get to drive your jet the bike through wash. it. They get a bonus when they come out the other side.
2: Right.
1: It'll knock their silly hats <laughs> off, though. It won't oh, work. Well would be more dangerous. That's to them.
2: built for them, you mentalist. <laughs> <laughs> should we
1: should we crack on with the main segment of the show then, boys?
2: Mhm. Sounds good. Sounds good. There's a main segment? Yeah, cool. Uh, okay.
0: Now, I've been uh, thinking, you know, I, I, we spoke earlier about um, Everdell. And the fact that I've played a couple of games of that over um, the last couple of weeks, uh, having received it for Christmas. And what it made me realize is that um, I'm a massive fan of this kind of style or genre of game, this kind of tableau builder worker placement game. And I've played quite a few of them. Like I've got Monumental in my collection that's very similar. That's, again, another kind of tableau builder worker placement game and and those styles of mechanics are things that really appeal to me like looking at it from that perspective and just going kind of like actually this is these are the types of games i enjoy playing and i i just wondered if if you guys have like a similar kind of feeling around games do you have a favorite genre of game and kind of like why why is that your favorite what is it that kind of draws you towards it i don't know if anyone has a kind of a a preference on that or feels like they have a genre of game?
2: Who wants to take that one first? I'll go. Go on, Jay. Um, all of them, really, uh, is my favourite. <laughs> oh, great. you we we
3: Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, we, we've got a game for you. <laughs> no, no. I mean, <laughs> genre-wise, I mean,
2: I am... You guys know me. I'm a binger. I dedicate a good period of time to just doing one thing over and over again. And then... All of a sudden, I'll drop it like a hat, and then I want something else. So um, yeah, I could do forty k, the line for three months, and then just not touch it again for the rest of the year, and then I switch fire to RPGs because I want. But well, I think every sort of genre gives me something that uh, I need. So for wargaming, it's a painting, vast amounts of models, that sort of little dopamine hit when I finish an army off, or just get to put it on the table and go, yeah, job done. Uh, for RPGs, just the creativity, the theatre, the imagination, and the fact that the game isn't written really. What happens next is you know, almost random and driven by characters. Um, but yeah, I think I've had to put a favourite down. You guys got me into board games, that was a new thing in my life really. Other than the family based Scrabble and crap like that. And I've come to really enjoy them, but I'd still say Wargaming in itself is my sort of alpha, because it's where it all started. Um and as a painter, mainly, I think that gives me that little kick there, and it's just such a vast variety, you know it's almost too many saturated to death, but um, you know, I get my skirmish stuff on with Bushido the really character for models, things like moonstone, and then if I want to go big, I've got six mil napoleonics, things like that it just it's it's a bottomless pit of um ecstasy <laughs> for me, so um you know wargaming for me is uh, a. <laughs> My, uh, yeah, definitely my number one.
0: And is it the, so, so what is it about that genre? Is it just the painting and collecting and the completing of something? Yeah, and then I think they, the actual gaming
2: the comes thing? massively second to me. I like the games. Um, they're nowhere near as important as looking at the games, if that makes sense. <laughs> if you see me drive, you understand, if you, like, I'm a, a crap driver. I can appreciate a beautiful car, but it put me in it, I'm like, yeah car in it uh, games are the same with me like if i had to build that car I'd be well chuffed i'm getting it and be like yeah i'm done with this now get rid of it get another one build again um it's
0: like the uh the journey not the uh, destination
2: that is definitely mm. my mindset i'm trying to break it a little bit um and trying to keep hold of stuff i'm not sure if i developed that mindset because of previous sort of financial struggles of i've painted this and just this magic pound sign just appears like augmented reality above it the whole army then yeah i could sell that <laughs> i could sell it to the point where i can afford the next army and then have some money left over for savings um so i'm not sure if i have sort of just put myself into that mindset over time and maybe now it's the time to break it uh, a lot of great models and stuff out there but i just look at it and think i want to paint that and i want to keep it but my entire custodian's army or three of them I said army didn't
3: I yeah exactly it's the two battalions go on then
2: Darren
3: what
0: do you what do you think about the kind of question then because you've got plenty of games yourself like I've seen your collection it's extensive you must have a kind of a favourite genre of game
3: yeah I think it's probably one of my first really (laughs) comes from one of my first really enjoyable experiences with board games even though it's not a massively liked board game by gamers but risk and from that going into more area control games uh, that's always been my like go-to if I'm gonna if I was just gonna pick up a game without even reading a review I'd probably just look okay this got a map it's got little armies oh yes that'll probably do and um nice yeah they've they've been really good like I love Chaos in the Old World rising sun and so many more that I can't even think of right now. Like even alternative ones like, um uh, rebellion, it's a really cool. asymmetric game, but still like aero control war gaming on a board game kind of thing, you know? So I guess it's like the military, the strategy, um, you know, destroying your friends, you know, that's why, that's why I mostly, uh... <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Um,
0: what year, friend. but no, <laughs> it's, it's, it's... there's something epic about like an area control game though, right? There's something like it's playing yeah. out over a map. You get to move a bunch of pieces around, and kind of, you, you're almost telling the story as well, aren't you?
3: Yeah. War of the Rings was absolutely epic when you played that. That took forever, but it was really good. And, uh, You know, games like that, which I really remember. um, I think they were also a really good way of, like, um, when I was growing up, we played a lot of war games, but they're really just, well, (laughs) we play quite, like, to to the rules. So we would only ever play one versus one, uh, you know, which... uh, was a refreshing mm. change to see like when I moved here, you guys were like having multiplayer games. It's like crazy world. That's not in the rule yeah, book. I don't just have <laughs> to play Craig every game. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, my God, there are more people. <laughs> yeah, but Craig like instead, so, like, <laughs> so the same way we play, um, we used to crack out some area control games, and they were always good fun. And actually, there's even some really good uh, games workshop ones that I, some of my earliest games that I got into like uh, Battle Farm Garden and tyrannid attacks which is really old school um uh, but both really good fun games from what i remember probably as clunky as hell <laughs> if you went back to them i thought you were but gonna say were really mighty good empires, fun. empires then oh no no i did I was, I was a little bit uh a little bit before my time that one um so, but so,
2: uh i guess you're kind of saying you prefer the strategic over the tactical
3: um yeah i guess so um but uh yeah, I guess like moving things around on the map. Rolling dice.
1: <laughs> I had a feeling you'd go for area control, Darren. I don't know why.
3: There's a lot of them. Actually, yeah. Small World is a good alternative as well. If, if, if you want something that's. Small World's very good. Yeah, if it's like. it's. I think because Small World gets around the issue of a lot of area control games, uh, you've got to be really careful about, I guess, the risk factor, if you like, of you just grind someone into the dust is the best tactic and there's nothing else. And it's like, what I like about small world is you'll have uh, your flux over time. So you can do the most you can with one race before it goes into the climb. And then you get another race and you try to do the best you can with that race. And it means everyone's kind of like always alternating in power of like how much they control on the board. And it never feels like it's quite hard for someone to come to, it's not really worth anyone's time to basically focus on like try and knock someone out too much because they're just going to come back anyway. So it's an, that's a that's nice kind of like way of keeping everyone interested in the game. Um, so I think that's a really really good one for that reason alone.
2: Yeah, I think the one that blew my mind was a uh, blood rage. I played that game oh, yeah, yeah, you guys, and uh, I think I beat someone in a combat or whatever. Paid all this money to get this giant this Jotun or whatever, and I won the fight. But my opponent got like, twice the points I did because all those guys went to Valhalla. I was like, hang on. What? <laughs> yeah, I won that, that. That's brilliant. <laughs> it, was a, it was a very good mechanic yeah. to lose big, win big. Yeah.
0: Oh, It's exactly the same in Rising Sun as well. They nailed it really well in that in terms of the bidding mechanic on it because you could be like, yeah, I'm going to win this territory, but uh, the, oh, tree. the person I was fighting is just going <laughs> to... Separate all their guys they commit suicide and basically put all their points on imperial poets and like double down so they score all the points that they possibly can but they still lose the territory but they kind of win in the grand scheme of the game so victory yeah it's just really interesting actually i think it works works really well um so go on then in terms of your kind of favorite genre and why what would you what would you pen for this one
1: See, I've, I've flip-flopped here because, I mean, peek behind the curtain, yeah, we're not doing this off the cuff. You know, the notes, I actually said that dungeon crawlers were probably my favourite genre. However, thinking about it now, I actually do wonder if RPGs are my favourite genre because I know it's a bit of a cop-out to have too, so I'll, all right, I'll, I'll forego the dungeon crawling stuff and I'll just talk about RPGs.
0: I, I mean, it's I not like... really a cop-out. Jay said everything.
1: <laughs>
2: okay, fine. Right. Yeah, well, cool. so doing, so if, I've given you. So, if light. we go
1: through a little bit of history, then so I started out in miniature wargaming. I, I, you know, I, I didn't do board games. I played Hero Quest, and that's what introduced me to the games workshop well, hobby. From there, into 40k, and the rest is history. Um, and kind of the first kind of proper board games that I played were dungeon crawlers, because they were closer to miniature wargames. You, know, you had a 28 mil model on a board moving around so it's it's kind of it's quite a close equivalent and mechanically as well they can be very similar um so they've got a bit of a sort of nostalgia point for me really you know they they are the first thing that i went to when i started down the board game journey um i also like that a lot of the time they are cooperative i mean not all of them and some of them have options but you know a lot of the time you can play it cooperatively against like an ai deck or an app or you can do one versus many as well and it, it doesn't feel you don't get as many of those like feels bad moments playing cooperatively it's like you know you're all in it together and you're working your way through and i think again part of that is what has led me to kind of rpgs and you know you're, you're telling us it's collaborative storytelling really at its basis you know yeah you can go really deep and mechanical and optimizing which i i just is anathema to me for rpgs personally I think the whole storytelling process is what really gels with me, the fact that you've got a bit of craft there. Like the, the 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 GM has had to come up with a story and has to think on their feet when people inevitably do something unexpected. And the whole while you're all telling this like epic adventure that, you know, could reasonably be a book or a film or a comic book, you know, it's it's that kind of thing you're playing out and creating your own Story out of it all, and and that's for me. That is where the the majority of the fun comes from. And i i was I was initially like opposed to RPGs because I was like, oh, they're so free form. They 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 have a rules set, but like nobody ever follows the rules to the letter. And actually, that for me can be quite freeing. I think I quite like that you don't do that. You know, the amount of times I've fudged rules to to keep the story going and rather than stopping and going what's this rule which you would do in any other game you would stop and look at a rule book right you'd interrupt the flow and go i need to know what the rule is for this you don't i don't i can't think of any of us who've gm sessions who've actually stopped the session to do that because you just roll with it and you you come up with a a good out a a good sort of way of, of managing that outcome and i just think that for me is like the true kind of essence of gaming in general. It's, it's, just, it's just a group of people having fun together. It's not necessarily adversarial. And I think that's a lot of my love has, you know, I've really loved turned to loving RPGs in recent years. And I think, you know, it's going to stay with me for a long time. And I can't wait to do a lot more of it. And, you know, the fact of the pandemic has not actually slowed me down. In fact, I've probably done more RPGing in the last year than I have done in the previous four or five that I've been doing it.
2: Yeah, no, so awesome. I totally agree as well. Uh, I do love GMing and playing. Yeah, RPGs. Mm. We'll get you, Darren. We'll get you one day.
0: The, the The only challenge I have with RPGs I completely agree with everything you said is just the um, like, it. You, I struggle to fit more than a couple of RPGs in to like, a, a, if you play lots of other games, it's not like you can just pick up lots of rpgs like you've maybe got time to manage one or two uh alongside everything else they're quite intensive in terms of your engagement and it's to be honest i don't think it's one of those things it's 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 it becomes better if you spend regular sessions playing an rpg if you pick yeah. it up once in a blue moon you kind of disengage with that character and you have to like become them again and reacquaint yourself with how they played and who they are and I think you get more out of it. Personally, I think you get. I get more out of it if I play more regularly. Um, but it's finding the time. Um, and I think Ooh. you know you might even need to like stop and start different RPGs at any one time. But yeah, RPGs have definitely been like a positive in the pandemic. We've been able to um, play quite a few actually, haven't we? Over kind of uh, mm. over video calls, which has been really good
2: and in fact actually yeah. we
0: should probably just drop a um drop a mention to an rpg uh, podcast that should be going out in the next couple of weeks um yes so indeed lee myself and jay are part of the wreckage rpg so this is one hosted by a friend uh, john um and we play uh, a group of adventurers lee who do you play who's your character
1: I I play uh, a robot uh, sort of automaton called Tink uh, Taylor.
2: J. Uh, yeah. So my character is sort of a weird. Edge Lord. Edge Lord, blood magic, emo <laughs> elf. Um, with scoliosis. It's um, like that
0: guy from Erasmus, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, called uh Gillis Skylake. Um yeah, he's a pretty dark dude. Uh, just, just to reiterate. This is a fantasy game. we using it. Could you say we're using the fantasy age system? I, I did. didn't,
0: but uh, that is what we're doing. Yeah, and, and my character is um, Galen Pyreheart, uh which is a like a warrior priest. Yeah, 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 standard warrior priest priest. You know, maul um, and prayer book in he's, hand. He's a and...
1: lord, lord of the. Uh, was it like Sion of the Flame type thing? But he can't cast any flame magic. Yeah, yeah what's that about? He's, he's
0: still too too young. <laughs> too young. He hasn't discovered his plane <laughs> yet
3: he's, he's still going through like transition
0: my <laughs> character could be
3: um, outside just crying in the corner just not invited you know it's fine guys you talk about your fun times
1: <laughs> I, I do. We, will, we will run a I will, I will quite happily run a Star Wars one shot for people if people want to do if it we're doing or, we're or even doing a fantasy one
2: shot using Genesis one. I've bagsied the one shot it's my thing now I've got all the alien source books no one needs a character <laughs> sheet Maybe I'll do like to, a Star Trek uh, watch one. them die. Well, I will not be showing up for that.
0: I don't oh. know what you've got in against Star Trek. Star Trek's great,
2: brilliant. Yeah, I'm glad you think so. It's the sushi go of sci-fi. It, uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everything That's is high just why, I do I that. don't yeah but I beloved by all. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why you hate sushi go so much
1: he's never played it no. i tell you what we ought to do right we ought to reskin it with something else oh, and let him play chaos. it and then say jay, you grim, you, you've just played you've literally just played sushi
3: go jay yeah, but with yeah. different cards got- collected four uh chainsaws no you haven't that's actually some Mackie rolls yeah. <laughs> so-
1: yeah oh check it out bolter shells yeah i'm getting all the bolter shells <laughs> no that's the dumplings <laughs>
0: secretly, at the end of the game, and that is the game of Sushi Go, and he's like, "No,
1: what have it's I su- done? Sushius Prime, or something we should call it, it. It
2: does sort of lend to that whole theme thing. I, I'm big on theme, but I have been caught out a few times. So, yeah, some, I might have The fact that you've go. played
1: Villainous is a is your first step into a larger world, mate. I think that's a, it's commendable that you've given it a go and actually
2: liked it. Right, it was pretty good. So, I also have a question. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Um, Go on then. So, this sort of stemmed from. You linked an image the other day, Link, with some of the 3D printed 28 mil scale models for the video game Destiny. And I thought, well, that's pretty cool. You know, in the age of 3D printing, you can make almost anything. But if you could pick a. Movie or video game that you really like and love, even if it's already been done before, it could be reskinned. Uh, what would you like to see as a board game slash war game? Even if it's been done before, and mechanically, how would you like to see it portrayed? So start with, uh, yeah, I want to go with Darren first. Go on, Darren. I'm well up for this one. Oh, really? This is something okay. mental.
3: Well, well, initially, yeah. <laughs> initially, I was like, ah, oh, I'd love a Godzilla board game. And then when I looked into it, there is one. So um, that isn't that is just King on of Tokyo? The, no, no, yeah. like a proper Godzilla one with miniatures of Godzilla, and I can't remember who else. But like, I was like, and it's got a good rating on Board Game Geek, and I was like, why have I not heard of this? So, so Godzilla board just game Godzilla. does exist, and it looks pretty cool. So I am going to actually investigate more into this and why I haven't heard of it, and uh, uh, I might well pick that up because that looks really cool. Is it based on the
0: movie? Is this the movie Godzilla, or is this based on like I don't know Japanese anime crazy Godzilla, it's... Mecha Mothra,
3: Ultimate Battle Warrior? I think I think it's like like mid range Godzilla. I don't think it's proper old school, you know, black and white Godzilla. But I think it's sort of uh, when when he was in color fighting on Monster Island, if you like that, if you remember that sort of Godzilla. Oh well,
1: with Son of Godzilla and yeah. Mothra and Mecha Godzilla and all that.
3: Yeah, I think it's that sort of Godzilla, and uh, not not uh, what's the new one, Shin Godzilla, which oh, is pretty cool. Uh,
1: actually, it's a bit of a boring Shin Godzilla. What, well, as in the Jay Leno one from '99? <coughs> we know <laughs> he's got a massive chin.
3: They actually, it's quite funny. Chin-zilla. They um, they call that uh, in, uh, what they call that guy is in Godzilla in name only. Uh, that's the that's what they refer yeah. to him. And there's actually a movie uh, where in, in the Godzilla franchise where. Godzilla comes to Earth and he blows that Godzilla away in like five seconds. It's like the shortest. He fights like about 30 monsters in this <laughs> film and it's the shortest fight. He just literally comes down and annihilates him. He's just like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really fun.
2: So mechanically, what would you like to see in a Godzilla game then?
3: Smashing buildings, smashing monsters. You know, gets wreck- That's Darren King just of Tokyo smashing. It already exists Darren just
1: <laughs> Darren just gets up on the table And like kicks the shit yeah, out of the yeah. board that's on there He's kicks <laughs> it all around
0: He's got to make the noise as well That
2: I <laughs> was <laughs> no told you the game is literally a costume Of Godzilla A load of six mill buildings He's <laughs> <laughs> got to smash him up one as fast of those, as he um, can
0: you know how they used to I don't know if you had it at school when you were growing up one of those like giant chess boards out in the playground oh, yeah. we, we definitely did um, no, we weren't I, high I guarantee enough for that would be the same sort of thing <laughs> oh, Okay.
3: Fine. yeah, look, mm-hmm. I mean it, it looks fun, now. I'll look into it so I must admit after that I, I, I basically thought I'd make something up on the spot and I don't think there's a Hellraiser board game, <laughs> I'd play a Hellraiser board game <laughs> yeah, I'll get to that you know, don't know how you'd market there's it.
0: A, I think there's a Hellraiser... Um, yeah. Didn't they do, like, a Hellraiser, um, like, a video game? It wasn't like a video game. You know those old-school cassette things where you used to put... Oh, that's atmosphere. ...have to...
3: Oh, they were
0: so I swear they did it. I swear they did a Hellraiser version. They, they there was, there was, was atmosphere
2: really... in the Gunslinger or something, which was like a cowboy.
1: At- atmosphere was known as Nightmare overseas, actually, yeah. because obviously they couldn't call it Nightmare here. Oh. Because of... Nightmare
2: overseas sounds like a game where you just get stuck at a
1: terminal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, it wasn't called Nightmare. It was, it was just called Nightmare, <laughs> comma overseas, <laughs> outside Player, of these shores.
2: Roll the dice. Yeah. You have lost your passport. It's actually super
3: hard <laughs> to, f- to find something that's not already a game, though. Like, it's really hard.
1: Mm. Um oh, so bad. milked it. them dry.
3: Yeah. So, I mean...
0: Well, I did... I actually had down uh, something that isn't a board game, but Jay already spoiled mm. in his uh, setup, which was Destiny. Sorry. Um,
1: yeah, I, I had exactly the same one, Adam, so it'd be interesting to see if we've got very similar notes on these, actually.
2: Yeah, what mechanics would you like to see wow. in a Destiny game? The, the mechanics. Well, I,
0: I I would love to see it as like, um I focus more on on the factions within Destiny. So I'd li- I I would like to see it as like a war game. Um, y- you could do a board game out of it, but I'd like something maybe if it was like a board game more like Twilight Imperium esque, where you've got each different faction has their own kind of like abilities and triggers, and you can kind of like level them up and get different technology and you know make use of all the different kind of like different um faction models so like I, my favorite faction in destiny hands down is the uh, the fallen the Elixni. um so like the kind of the, the standard fallen uh dregs up to like the captains and the big barges and stuff it, it would be phenomenal it would be so good Mm. um but godly you also put this down so what did, what did you put down in terms of i
1: did of it? yeah i mean at the risk of sounding predictable yeah destiny was what i wrote as well um interestingly enough people have done homebrew rpg uh systems for it using like genesis D D, etc because i mean it is it is an rpg light right there are rpg elements within that game so i can see why it's made that leap but i think like you i think it would work best as a miniature war game um because you know, it's there's some really cool looking. Imagine painting up an army of Hive, like you know, all from the knights to the acolytes and the wi- wizards and all that kind of stuff. And you can even have some like the big fallen walkers, like the big spider tank things, would just look amazing on the table. And indeed, that's what uh, you know, like uh, that's what spurred Jay to send it. Was that I'd seen on a, a Destiny subreddit that somebody had actually 3D printed. They'd extracted the models from the game and 3D printed yeah. them and painted them and they'd done like a servitor, a spider tank, they'd done a couple of guardians. And I think it would work quite well. You could have you could either have it like AI driven so that the you know the AI handles the the enemy hordes and you play as a fire team of guardians, you know, and you know, you could you could add certain missions in because you could mimic a lot of the mechanics from the video game. Like, you know, when you play some of the raids, it's like, right, stand here and after X amount of time, you can then damage the boss or you might need to throw a, a charge from one player to another. Like, you could, you could easily mimic those kind of um, mechanics in the game, I think, to have, like, different mission outcomes. You know, you need to go and capture this point and then kill a certain... Enemy that spawns, or whatever you know, it, there's a lot of things that would, would marry quite well, I think, into a tabletop game, and uh, it just look really cool. Like imagine painting a load of Vex or something would just look incredible. Cool.
0: They've got all the models, they've got all the assets. Just, yeah, Bungie, go and do it now. Bun- Bungie, honestly.
1: shut up and take my money. Bungie,
0: take my money, <laughs>
2: <laughs> even if it's sort of an, as an imperial assault, um, it would work,
1: yeah, it could. You, yeah, um. Yeah, pretty much. You could just swap out the figures, I guess. Like, <laughs> but I, I would rather proper see a proper sized, yeah. proper sized spider tank. Yeah, yeah too sure. Sorry, say again.
2: So, yeah, I was just thinking a uh, Imperial assault as a board is quite claustrophobic for the kind of action Destiny sees.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. But you know the the whole like mechanics with supers, isn't it? Like you know, once per game or once every few turns. If it's a long amount, if it's a right. high number of turns, you can unleash your super and just do like you know, ridiculous damage and stuff. Or
2: would be an RPG, I think, to see something a bit more lore-based, rather than action-based. Yeah.
1: That would be also quite cool. I, I, have, I have downloaded the Genesis module, and, you know, I could give it a go, but I think it would only really work for people who played Destiny. I think it wouldn't necessarily work for an outsider, because there's a lot of assumed knowledge yeah. about the game. But yeah, that's what I want to see, so...
2: So I, I was also going I was going to put Destiny. I thought about it. I was like, yeah, I know Adam and Leah here, I'm not gonna put Destiny. It's too obvious. <laughs> um GTA so was put, my backup though, Jay, to be fair. Oh, Yeah. So I had a couple actually. One was GTA was ex-
0: also my backup as well, so you <laughs> can't do that either.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I, I thought about similar to Rebellion, would be an expanse based game. So potentially mm. three sides. You've got Earth, Mars, and uh, the, just dirty bowlers. the belt, yeah. Uh, each with their own sort of not too distinctly different to villainous, so each has got their own agenda they're trying to achieve while the rest are sort of just trying to disrupt that agenda while achieving their own. Not maybe all-out conflict, but maybe similar to side in the sense that conflict can happen, but massively discouraged. It's the threat of conflict that uh, generates the tension. And I thought that could possibly... Quite fun as a board game, um, and also I'd like to see a really good Alien vs Predator game.
1: Isn't mm. there that new one that's just come out though? Um, a glorious day is in the by, core or something? Was that by
2: Prodos or something like that? Oh, uh, this is new. Uh, yeah. yeah, so
3: I think is it was it might be WizKids. um I have seen that and I, I did look like the look of it, and it's got good reviews. So, hmm.
2: but that might be worth it. Um, but I was thinking more of a genuine war game than a board game. For alien versus predator. So the Marines would be like more numerous. I'm thinking more like a infinity scale. Uh, maybe you'd get. Marines would be the middle ground. Maybe a eight man squad. Two smart guns. You had, a, you had a. The aliens play sort of like Space Hulk. You have blips that run around. but blip could be anything. Hmm. And then you get two or three predators who are just obviously badass. And so imagine like a three player game. Maybe pretty intense so Guard I mean, versus Marines vs Tyranids then yeah basically <laughs> right. but uh, yeah just uh, I think it's it's one of those IPs that just gets abused mm. uh, some of the stuff that comes out for that universe is brilliant like the RPG systems some of the stuff that comes out is toss mm. it's not had a good run of films
0: i i would have loved to to see some sort of star trek um space combat game i think it would work really well but i just there unfortunately is i think WizKids kids i think i think WizKids bought the license and they did like i think it was called attack mm. wing yeah um and it was absolute garbage like all of the the pre-packaged stuff looked awful <laughs> then, it's reskinned well, x-wing it's good wing <laughs> but but didn't they also like th- i swear WizKids also used the same engine and basically mapped all of the chip stats across the dragons oh, and they did yeah. like a dragon attack D- yeah gay D- 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 attack or, or something it. yeah
1: maybe uh, i'll just check
3: it. like they just know how to butcher systems uh, another glorious <laughs> yeah. day in the corpse is actually uh uh Gale force nine corpse sorry oh, oh is have is them yeah i actually think that would be a good one to look at it actually plays one to six, so perfect for your COVID times. As long as you, as long as you're interested <laughs> in the lower end of that scale.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of playing one player, what was your question, Darren?
3: My my question was, um, do you play one player games or solo games? And if not, why not? And I know I know Jay plays with some massage thing. <laughs> But that doesn't count as a game. <laughs> it's for what? my back, it's for my back.
2: His back happens to Passage. be between his legs. Yep. Back side. No, um, I'll, I'll take that one. Um, I don't really played any legit solo games. Um, but I do. If I'm going to run a game, no one's played before. Like, in fact, actually, I played Side Solo once, and it actually has a solo mode. So I'm um, lying. I did that so I could show you guys Scythe. Uh, any other game I play that I'm running and that no one's played before, I'll have a little go at myself usually. Uh, but I won't really play solo games because I could be spending that time painting 15 armies. <laughs> I did hear about, uh, actually, sorry, third, four, uh, we'll pass on to Adam. I heard about a pretty cool okay. thing recently where people are making available free solo RPG games. Yes, there are many um, of those. Yeah, but it was, uh, I think I've seen it on uh, the internet. Um, (laughs) And it was to do with people being isolated, getting depressed, you know, mental health going down the drain in the current scenario, even without the current scenario, it happens to people. But the idea that maybe a solo RPG would give them some focus and maybe help people try and find other RPG groups online and stuff like that, try and socialise a bit more. I thought it was quite a decent initiative.
1: I've looked into them because they, they, I like the idea of them, because some of them sound like a bit of a creative writing exercise, which I quite enjoy doing now and again. So yeah, it's one of those things I've looked at and may well pick up. But I don't tend to play solo games as a rule of thumb, um, personally, um, mainly because... The amount of setup and teardown time that there is for a game. I, I like you, Jay, I will learn a game first, if if you know, if I'm gonna be teaching it to someone. And like I did that with Marvel, I played that solo to learn the mechanics before I taught Kim. I did it with Imperial Assault before I taught anybody to play that. So I don't do it to pass time, I do it as a necessity to learn a system because if again because like setup and teardown time is just like well in that time i could have fired up my xbox and played a bunch of games so that's where i tend to like solo game is is online uh, on an xbox or a pc i mean what about yourself adam
0: yeah i mean it's a really interesting one because i've got so many games in my collection that Do actually support solo play? So I've got Monumental. That was a Kickstarter that actually got released with a full kind of extra set of rules to solo play. Um, They even gave you a deck that like automatically like like an AI deck they called it that controlled the movements and actions of like the um, the um, kind of the AI in the in the game, the kind of the computer as it were, Mm. what they would do and how that kind of like extra player would act. Um there's things like Villages and even Everdell have um, solo play rules. Like it's an extension on the game where they pit you against uh, like a a deck of cards that plan some automated actions, but have enough randomness in there to, to kind of challenge you. So hmm. I've got plenty of games that have those solo play. And even to a certain extent, you could do well to a certain extent. Arkham is solo play. You can play that as a single player. Yeah,
3: that's actually a really popular solo played game
0: yeah but i um do you know I, I think it's the same as as what jay and lee have said i've just if i solo play something it's to learn the rules and un- unfortunately like it's not really the case um i just play I, I play video games if i'm playing by myself if i'm honest because i just press a button it's set up for me i'm just into the game versus having to set something up and just find find the time, really, to kind of spend by myself. And maybe I should. Maybe I should. Maybe that should be one of my kind of uh, goals for this year is to solo play a game and see what it's like. See so if model enjoy first. It in the same way. <laughs> yeah. right. <You> know, Jesus <laughs> ordering you know, Adam's life the keys.
3: Wow. And then, do you washing first? Priorities, Dinner, right? Priorities. Then you can paint a model. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes yes, Dad. How Adam's about life. how
1: about you though, Zaren? Do you do you solo game?
3: Not really, and I mean the only times i do the same thing about setting up a game i'll say they play a few turn or two to get the grips of the game uh, i did play a little bit of solo of um deep madness and um that was, that, was, that was actually quite fun um but um i don't normally do it because like you say it's a lot of setup time and uh, i think that's when deep madness is on my uh, dining room table for mm-hmm. about a month <laughs> so uh, I guess um but yeah there's a lot of setup time and um I guess I've been slightly interested because of my Dark Judges expansion for Judge Dread Helter Skelter and that's got a one player mm. variant mode and I guess if there's any time to be playing solo games it's now. Um so I guess it's it, i I quite I'm quite similar, I don't have I don't have uh, I don't play computer games but like I probably I'd probably more likely go and paint rather than play a game on my own or do mm. so many other things, mm. that, you know, rather than play a game on my own. And I, I just wondered why I don't, because obviously I really like playing games. I just, I just think it, la- it just lacks that kind of like
0: player interaction mm. and it, it, down to the things of being able to like celebrate or sob over kind of like your victories and your defeats. Like, you know, I, when I played through Arkham, even at Shelly and I have started, my, my wife Shelly and I have started to play through kind of a, an Arkham campaign. And like, there was one mission that we won down to the last drawer of the bag. Oh, yeah. And because we did it together, it was like, yes, <laughs> like we were so happy that we'd done it. But if I had played that solo and had that, would I have had the same response? Oh, well, you'd be
3: even better because you will be like, you get, get a tentacle and you'll be like, oh, I didn't see that. Right <laughs> yeah, <back in>. yeah. <laughs> yeah just Smash everything up, just le- leg- legacy the whole game, and,
0: you know, set it on fire. I, I'm with you, but actually. I, I think it's lacking that spirit that kind of shared social aspect yeah, of agree. gaming. Yeah. That's
1: the biggest thing I think with gaming, isn't it? It's a social thing for for well all of us clearly like it's not something we do to, we wouldn't play solo to pass the time. That's that's what video games are for. Or like you say Darren Ooh. you paint. Yeah. You've got other hobbies first me time as it were. I love to
0: look across the table and see Lee get so frustrated as he becomes the betrayer and then realizes that he's got to spend the entire game trying to do his poor poker face that gives it away within the first five minutes to be honest if I uh,
1: perhaps I'll just like start wearing a mask at all times <laughs> and then like, I might be able to, I might be able to get away with it yeah
2: yeah
1: <laughs> I might actually be able to poker face someone because you won't be able to see him it's my in face. the
0: eyes mate it's in the eyes. Yeah.
2: Adam tried it with oh, sunglasses at Twilight Imperium, and he was sweating his balls out. Oh yeah, I, remember <laughs> that. I, <think> I also <laughs> had like a,
0: a pre-version of COVID as well at that point.
2: Yeah, you were going man down. It
1: was so bad. Were you ill that time? Yeah, I thought that was the time when. Uh friend of the show Craig got like we played that mythos tales and oh, yeah, yeah. he came down with like a horrendous case of food poisoning and he honestly looked like he was <laughs> about to die at the table yeah. it's like he knows too much <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's being the possessed by like no, that
0: was house that was <laughs> jeez yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> he's going to free one of the elder <laughs> gods so, It's so funny
0: it's like where's where's craig where's craig gone just emerges looking white as a oh, sheep.
1: My god. Like, oh my god he genuinely like he was like gray i've never seen someone look so ill <laughs> proper look like death warmed up that was I quite funny pe- if he
3: did in like the game and he uh, <laughs> went to the bathroom and pl- applied <laughs> some uh, <laughs> makeup that's
2: hey, what happened when you tell me it's really Sushi Go I've been playing <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> 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 one day one day we're going to get you into it Jay it's baby steps cool. you start. You started with villainous so.
3: I was going to say like um, as a side note to the one player game I did watch a really cool video the other day about a guy who uh, wrote a really simple but impressive python script to have basic ai to play um kill team and it's like you know that's kind of fun you know um and he actually played a game and he got beaten by his ai so you know um oh yeah you know i mean the thing is though I, I hate the fact that you
0: can't roll the dice yourself <laughs> like it's just some automated thing rolling dice that's not rolling dice my friend <laughs> like i hate it when a computer rolls dice for me because yeah. i can't blame myself then when mm. i roll
2: crap <laughs> i can't play like, space Hulk solo, can't be happy
0: when i rolled good
1: hmm? uh probably is
3: that a damning Was-
1: indictment of his like programming ability or his playing ability that he got beat by his own AI. I
3: think. I think it shows how basic that game is. <laughs> because if an AI can I mean, work yeah. it out so sort of, <laughs> it does sound like
1: a bit of a punishment, really. Like not only teaching an AI to play Kill Team, but also playing Kill There's Team.
3: There's not a lot to it, though. No. Really, it's what, just like moving optimal range, shoot. <laughs> so what what he
2: didn't of... tell you, you only wrote two lines of code, and the AI was using Marines. Yeah, only. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Ooh, those <laughs> <daftly> <laughs> Marines. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an impressive like bit of combination and actually the guy had um um uh, like this uh, i can't remember if he was like a professor or some or student or something but i can't remember now but like she was from a university like um mit or something and she was like talking about mm. like the algorithms you should use to the, the game um or the processes you should use so the, the 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 uh ai learns quick things like that you know and it's that was really interesting so i so, can't remember what it was called but you should uh Look it up on YouTube and. It's
2: when AI makes its own army list. You're, you're, you're <laughs>
3: well, see, this is the thing. Like, it couldn't, <laughs> it couldn't do that because, like, like if you couldn't do forty K, I don't think, because there's too much going on. Um Like yeah. in, in in the kill team, it's very much like get within range and either shoot or charge. There's that's really it, you know. And it's like there's not much else going on. Uh, whereas like obviously forty K, there's tons going on, so you could, it'd be really hard to do that. But it's possible. It's kind of interesting to see like people with. Not like massive budgets or anything can quickly make these things these days. So yeah, my, my, my next thing is I'm going to make an AI so I can play my <laughs> play 40k. Oh, yes. <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> but it's interesting. Be most impressive. <laughs> that is that is really interesting. Actually, yeah. good one. Are we are we ready for the last one then? Should we should we uh, round oh, yeah. round out this quartet? Nah, uh,
3: cu- cu- it, quartet. I can tell.
1: Oh, is that everyone's everyone's ready to go right yeah that's it <laughs> cut the broadcast um Sorry, okay Luke. so annoyingly i didn't think i'd have to answer this myself so my answer to this is going to be a bit rubbish but what minor change which could be a rule change a component change or or something else would you make to one of the games you own to make it quote unquote perfect in your eyes uh let's start with i'll start with adam on this one he's not started anything yet
0: all oh, right, Jesus! I know that I haven't started painting my Eldar, but you don't need to dig the the bloody shovel in every Oof. single opportunity out like. of the park. <laughs> um, so, so I didn't write down anything specific, but this is a general kind of gripe at mine uh, of of mine, and that is that I kind of wish that a lot of companies, when they release board games, invest in like decent card stock for their like components. One of the things that I hate the most is getting a great game and just getting like subpar cardstock or kind of like um, components that just feel like they don't match the quality of the rules or the kind of game. Um, so I don't, I did not actually write down anything major apart from the fact that like yeah, just the quality of the components for me is something that I definitely look at within games and whenever I've I've gone in. Uh, of a kickstarter they've always kind of delivered exceptional quality kind of components and i just wish that other companies would, would do that with their games
1: so give us an example then of, of a good and a bad um, like name and shame and, and name and praise for the good ones cool okay so
0: so one game that i think does this really well um in terms of components is um and I think like, I picked up on it and even you picked up on it when you played the game. But um, Disney Villainous, like the card components in that are so nice. Like the they've got a really nice matte finish to the card that just kind of like, the rules are great, but that is for me in particular, that made me go, oh, okay, they've they've gone that extra mile to just make all of the things just feel a bit nicer to interact yeah. with and uh, just more tactile, right? Um one that I got frustrated with, so I picked up the retail copy of Dinosaur Island. Um, one of the things that really annoyed me, and I know this is minor, but the fact that one of the player boards on the rear side of the player board, because they've used recycled cardboard to print the boards, not, not the, the they've obviously got recycled cardboard and they've got the printed thing on top, but the recycled cardboard has got a... Um, has got a staple in it so where they put the thing (laughs) over the top you can visibly see the little raised area where the the staple is and that for me really annoys me (laughs) and i know it's something fickle but for me that's like that's i'm a designer attention to detail that for me just i know it's gonna be there like and i know people probably will never know that but i do I know that that's there <laughs> and I just feel like it's on the rear of a player board, but it's I still know it's there. And I still know that they <laughs> didn't go through the, the kind of the process of making sure I get a decent quality product. Um,
1: that would bug me as well, to be fair. So yeah. It's all about excising yeah. it with a scalpel. So for just... me,
0: it's all about components.
1: Cool. Okay. Uh, how about yourself, Jay? Uh yeah.
2: When I first started like gaming you guys and board games and stuff. It didn't really dawn on me. Similar to Adam's sort of uh, previous speech about um, component quality, but now having seen Mountains of Madness, Villainous, things like that, I really rate solid products there. Like Mountains of Madness, just blew my mind. Villainous was great, except for the fact they didn't wrap the whole box in cellophane. They put those stickers on the side, and I hate them because it feels like I'm disarming a bomb, peeling them off the side without ripping the box.
1: How did you not just slice it with a knife?
2: Yeah, I did, but they got peeled off afterwards. Kind of hanging around. Freaks me out. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, when it comes to components, I do not like mixed mix mediums. So, like Scythe, love Scythe. You get the big robots, you get the main characters, uh, semi useful plastic models. Then you've got wooden meeples for the workers, and like one or the other, mate. Don't mess around. I mean, I understand certain games like Gloomhaven do it because you couldn't afford Bloomhaven if you didn't <laughs> um, but yeah mixed mediums not my bag I mean if I could change any components ever in any game it would have to be Sushi Go because um, I've only just Sense recently found out I've just found out recently it doesn't even come with be all sushi <laughs> what are the chances of that what a crap game just makes you hungry and leaves you stupid <laughs> So yeah, that's my gripe. Sushi go real sushi. Let's have it.
1: So we have to bring real I'll sushi around. I'll play it around. if it's real sushi. I yeah. Smash that. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you shuffle a deck full of like real maki rolls? We'll work it out.
0: <laughs> you could you could play it. Yeah. we we'll we'll have to build some like elaborate kind of. Um, you would have to build some really elaborate conveyor belt and have it take all of the kind of like plates behind a screen. And randomise it in some kind of pool, and then re add them to the you, conveyor.
3: You could belt. literally have... we'll hire
2: a sushi chef as a GM.
3: You could literally still play <laughs> a game of sushi go party, and then at the end of the round, whatever you have got in front of you, that's your dinner for tonight. So I hope you enjoyed it, no matter how many points you get. <laughs> you know, <it's>
2: like... <laughs> we'll do the same of quacks and Quedling bird, but we'll use um, like tequila, vodka, and stuff for the. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. And just oh. got to pour this massive cauldron of sin. <laughs> and when you win, everyone else has to drink it. It's a filthy pint. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh, God. No,
1: no. What
0: you want to do is it's fine. Like, if you manage to um, make it and, and pass at the right point, you can give everyone else, like, you can distribute the shots out. But if you, <laughs> if you make your potion explode, you've just got to tip everything in a pint glass and neck it.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> that sounds well, This horrendous. is on. This is on. <laughs> Post COVID, pre alcohol poisoning death. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like full-on push your luck kind of style game. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Push your life. Pu- push your stomach lining. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. How about yourself, Darren? What What did you What did you put for this one?
3: Um, I it's was... going to be
1: just tentacle. Add tentacles to everything, yeah. right? Make it. Let me get a Lovecraft version perfect. of
3: everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> BBC bite size. Where's the Lovecraft version? Okay. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, you know. Um, I guess it's mostly people playing with painted armies now. Joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Wow! If, I'll just leave. Man. If I could just, yeah, if I could, if I
1: could improve one thing, it would be Adam painting his yeah. arm. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, I, I really struggle with this one. I kind of take games that um, for what they are, and um, um, I guess scale sometimes is a bit of an issue with uh, certain games I can think of um, like some of my uh, deep Man's models scales a bit off and and uh, the uh, I don't know if you guys have ever played pandemic uh, lovecraft version of pandemic um, like I have not of Cthulhu. and uh, you have basically your an investigator and you're maybe like 20 millimeter and then all the like mm-hmm. um, enemy are these little cultists which are about like 10mm and it just looks like, well what are these? Little, they just look really small, <laughs> you know <it's> like, <laughs> so it's, it's, I guess it's nice that there's models but um, if you've got models which are different scale, it's a little bit jarring so um, mm. i I, I, tell, I tell you what did annoy me, and you you actually
0: solved this problem, down this is one of your games Deep Madness, right. again components oh, yeah. I was annoyed that the the flooding mechanic is such a core part of the game but they didn't include a component to deal with flooded rooms yeah. to make it obvious which ones were and weren't yeah. and you actually bought some like cellophane some blue cellophane to go over the 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 tiles to make them look flooded yeah. but it felt like such a core part of the game to kind of miss the opportunity to to do that well felt mm. like a bit of a kind of like lost kind of point for the developers
1: There's was a really good um nice touch actually doing that I think adding adding the blue acetate over the over each tile yeah. looks really good
3: it's really common like most people end up doing it to be honest and I do agree like it's you can have the flooded tokens just don't don't do it like the little blue token in the middle of a room doesn't look like it's flooded so yeah I, I've, I've, I quite like that Um it's a nice little touch pimping your games up a bit <laughs>
1: Hmm. Good stuff.
2: I know I mentioned one last episode. Yeah. But my rage is still palpable. <laughs> Thinking about components of RPGs, and I paid like forty quid for the firing squad uh, book for Shadowrun, and then um, I paid like twenty-five quid for the add-on book for Alien: Destroyer uh, of Worlds, and the quality difference, and just the mass of lore and rules and maps, characters and everything I got for the Alien one. They're £15 cheaper, just blew it out of the water. I think I will never buy another add-on for Shadowrun because just the quality was so... It was good for what it was, but it wasn't 40 quid.
1: Yeah, it does sound quite pricey compared to Well, it was about 20-odd pages. Yeah, that's, that's like so, Games Workshop levels of pricing, right? Yeah,
2: that's yeah, like the old 3rd or Ed Orc Codex.
1: <laughs> but that was only about 8 quid though back in the yeah, day true. They, those were really cheap, I used to own all the codexes when they were that cheap yeah. Yeah, not anymore it's, it's a rich boys game now yes um, I don't so, own
2: my own codex
1: <laughs> so I guess uh, going we're wrap, wrapping this up then, I suppose mine would be uh, I, I had a couple of things as well I, <laughs> like most of you I feel like this is mostly Components, a soapbox
3: of uh... <laughs> <laughs> These complaints it, coming.
1: I'm, pretty much. Yeah. No, actually, the this one is uh... hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so... I got this, guys. Don't worry.
0: I've got the last twenty minutes of content. Yeah. <laughs> no, would no, do? no. This to be quite short.
4: To be <laughs> book of grudges <laughs> folds it out. Dog <laughs> <laughs> grudges. Oh, <laughs> <the book>.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, By the end, there's veins in his head.
1: I actually struggled to come up with something for this because I, I wrote the question with the Anticipation. I wouldn't have to answer it, and then Adam decided at the eleventh hour to say, "Yeah, no, you need to answer it as well." So, after much mulling, um, I went with like I looked at Dreadball and like comparing the newer teams that have come out for Dreadball, comparing them to some of the older ones, and not not all of them because some of the older ones are all right, but some of them are pretty ropey. And to be honest. for a game as good as that, it deserves to get more exposure and have better components than it does. Because the first edition, the early first edition teams are just gopping. They look horrible. I mean, Adam, you like you know you famously said on the podcast a few episodes back that you binned a set that you had because they were so substandard in terms of casting and potentially the sculpts weren't great either. Yep that wow. that
0: was the Judd one. I picked them up, opened the box, and went. These are so shockingly bad, they're going in the bin. <laughs> wow.
2: That's, wow. That's Mantic in general, though, isn't it? Mantic back in the day were not making the best models, they were making cheap, effective models. Mm-hmm. And now their stuff looks quite quality. I'm not seeing any of their new yeah. stuff from uh, Kings of War or anything, but it looks.
1: The Vanguard the stuff is I've really seen. good. Yeah. The, the new Brazilians that I've got are really, really nice. Yeah. Brazilians. The price has gone up as well. Ba- Basile- ba- Basileans, oh. or how you pronounce it? The,
0: Bra- the Brazilians. <laughs>
1: that's what I heard. No, but ba- ba- Basileans, Basilians—I don't know how you pronounce yeah. it—but yeah, that new really cool. fleet game they've got.
3: Bas- Basileans, I don't know. The, yeah. The... yeah, the fleet game looks pretty interesting.
4: Hmm.
1: Cool. So, so yeah, like yeah, they got—they were pretty ropey back in the day, and I—I I think, I—I I think it was a failing romantic anyway. Like they, they tend to do this. I noticed they'll—they'll they'll sort of hype up a game. They'll—they'll they'll take the game's workshop approach of hyping up a game and hyping it and hyping it, and then it will release and that's it they won't talk about it again but the difference with mantic is they're not as big as gw so the gw kind of crowd will keep the enthusiasm going once games workshop let it go for mantic i think because they're smaller they need to hype it more and they need to keep that hype up after it releases like they released dreadball 2 there was loads of hype in the lead up to it we played loads of like games using like the pre-release rules they put out and stuff and it released and it was it kind of came out with a bit of a wet fart and then nothing happened and then there was an interview with Ronnie and a couple of others from Mantic and they said oh yeah we, we thought Dreadball would take off more than it did and it's like well it's because you didn't promote it enough and support it enough post release and you know I I really think Dreadball is one of Mantic's best games I really like it and I, I'd yeah. love to see it get more exposure but some of those older teams they need a fucking refresh because they're Oh, they're 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 bad, and also they they went together horribly as well. Like they were just a nightmare to glue together. Mm-hmm. So I think they're they're doing themselves a disservice by not picking that up, picking up the ball and running with it. If you want to get in a sports analogy, but um, anyway, yeah.
0: I I also have I I do also have another one. I might add into oh, the go mix, and so maybe yeah. this will be an unpopular opinion. Um, but I actually think that I would love Fantasy Flight Games to chuck all of the cards and crap that they package with the X-Wing stuff in the bin because I think that they could just release rules for those. I totally agree. Just give me a rule set. Just give me a rule set and just give me, like, I don't know, updated points values and that for for all of the ships online. I don't need cards for that and having 50 cards out for all of the different abilities that each ship has. It's just a it's a nightmare and it yeah i just i just don't think it's necessary i think and it, they're just locked down then they can update points values and yeah it's just a bit of a nightmare
2: that's how they can charge 55 quid a ship
1: yeah Which well, jay and i've had discussions because obviously with legion it's the same thing you've got cards all the rules are on the cards right and yeah they're handy as a reference but they're really annoying because it's like oh i can't i can't add frag grenades to this unit because i don't have the card for it or where do i get a frag grenade card from I don't want to go out and spend mm. 11 quid on some cards just for one card out of that pack. So what I've been doing is compiling the rules into my own little booklet that I can use and I'm doing the same for Jay as well like so we've effectively got our own codex book like you would in 40k. Because it's a lot yeah. simpler to have it all there and you can just flick through and go oh what's the rule for these? Oh it's here and you just put, you know, add frag grenades plus four points or whatever it is, you know. It's yeah, I'm totally with you on that. I would I would get rid yeah, of agreed. cards are good as a reference Don't get me wrong but there shouldn't be a core mechanic that precludes you from building a certain army list I think it's a it's good that they exist but it's bad that they're a necessity I think I'm I'm totally with you on that and yeah it cuts down on waste as well to be honest I mean how many how many people in first edition X-Wing were buying certain ships just to get a card and like yeah then eBaying the ship or or even binning them like
2: it's just mental I think when first edition ended how much card was left over in people's collections? oh
1: it's i could literally if i had an open fire i could probably heat my house for a week <laughs> on the amount that i've got left over that i haven't recycled yet oh, it's mental well, but yeah no good good that's a good one adam actually i'm totally with you on that and i i did have i scraped the barrel for this second one i i said formula d Change the board so that it's modular, so you can make your own tracks. Because other than that, that's about the only change I can think to that game that would make it, uh, that and that and doing it with beer, having a two-drink minimum <laughs> before you start that game, and playing it with more. Yeah,
0: than... I, I, I mean the. Sorry, go I mean the only challenge. I I think if you look at the way they tried to monetize the game, is just. The only way that they could see in, in not doing the modular boards is releasing then the, the tracks going forward. Yeah. Um, and they, they definitely could have released expansions and different styles for it. But, yeah, I can see why they didn't do it. But I agree with you. There's other kind of games like Flam Rouge and... Um, Rally what Man. What was the GT. Rally one? Rallyman. Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: With, like, <clears throat> modular boards. And I think those work really well. So. I actually quite like yeah. to play Rallyman again. I agree. I it was quite good fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, same here. We need another board game session on board game arena. I think mm-hmm. I just renewed my membership for another couple of months. I actually
0: prefer Formula D. I do like ra- ra- Rally Man. I don't think it's bad. I think I prefer the fast-paced kind of um, Formula D kind of approach. Just like roll the dice and move, roll the dice and move, and just go go as fast as you can.
1: I think Formula That's D, D is actually. I would say Formula D is almost a party game <coughs> to yeah. a degree. Compared to Rallyman, which is more of a thinky board game, I think. But they're both they're both good games, I think.
0: I'm surprised they've not done like an apocalypse version of like Rallyman, <laughs> whereas if you pull into the right lane you can pick up or like a Mario Kart version where you can pick up like different power ups depending on what lane you're in and like where you You know, playing.
3: that's a really good shout though, because sure. I've I've not seen a racing game in a sort of Mad Max style world. Uh, that- it's Gaslands.
2: Yeah grasslands could be a race
3: board game a board game i guess
2: oh, a board game yeah, okay.
3: yeah.
2: yeah. be interested what's the original gw on that horrible oh road no Gorkamorka. death death oh. race nah, nah. was it death race it wasn't death race it's something like that something like wasteland warrior or something i don't know yeah i know horrible. road
1: road warriors like one of the
2: old school originals
1: yeah
0: what was the one that we played at the um, board Games expo last year that had like dinosaurs and stuff? Oh yeah, that what was, was crazy. That? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was, <laughs> that was fun.
3: That was like Quite funny, also, actually. Yeah, it? or some sort of grid map.
1: It was something like wreck, not Wreck and Ruin, but it was along those lines. It was. I'll have to i have to dig it out. But yeah, I, d- I do remember quite enjoying that, and they had some quite nice little models as well.
2: Yeah, very good things about Gaslands. If you get it right, if you get it wrong, similar like. Any game really? If the terrain's wank, then uh, you can ruin a whole game.
1: Yeah, I liked I liked the idea of Gaslands, but I found some of it just it felt like complicated for complicated's sake. Like mm. there's a lot of like dice rolling to change gear and all this stuff. And it's like, well, it's I don't know. It just it, it felt like there was too much dice rolling going on.
2: Yeah, change of gear should not be random.
1: It's not. It's not necessarily that. It's, it's to get up to the right gear and stuff oh, like right. that. It was a bit weird, but. I'd have to I'd have to give it another read really and find mm-hmm. out because I, I love the idea of, like you know buying some cheapy toy cars and slapping some bits on them yeah. and saying right here's my here's my ridiculous car for the
2: apocalypse let's have a race kind of yeah thing. I do like that idea I think it'd be better as a race than a uh, sort of demolition derby as well like death Bowl. I think the race would be the actual fun bit for me. Hmm.
1: Well, maybe it's one for us to look at in the future when we can, you know, in, in the year 2034, yeah. whenever we can all get back together in person. <laughs> and
2: again. Gaslands has come real, and driving my <laughs> Sandero around yeah. the corner, <laughs> <laughs> mowing down old grounds for their bags.
3: Well, well, the, playing that Gaslands will <laughs> have served us well then. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Indeed. We we'll should be prepared. And on that note, let's, uh, let's move on, shall we? Well, that was episode 29 of the Average Gamers Podcast. In the bag, as they say, or in the can, to, to coin an industry phrase. I'm not in the industry. I'm just making it up. Um, thank you very much for making it this far, you know, giving us a listen. We, we do appreciate it. Um, if you are, if you've stumbled across us and are wondering where else we can be found, we can be found in all the usual places. So that's your Spotify, your Apple Podcasts, your Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, SoundCloud, Amazon Podcasts, Search, search for us and you'll find us I'm sure just remember that when you're looking for us look for The Average game, the average Gamers and uh, look out for our Retro 80s style logo with the pink writing not any uh, other subpar podcasts that have similar names um, Adam where else can we be found out there on the big world wide web
0: oh, so we can be found on Instagram we are The Average Gamers uh, no spaces we are on Facebook Facebook.com forward slash average gamers podcast. We are also on Twitter. Uh, you can find us uh, by searching for at average underscore gamers. And if you'd like to send us a good old fashioned email, we are average pod at gmail.com.
1: Wonderful stuff. Well, wow. in that case, I shall bid you all adieu until next time. Uh, say goodbye, guys. See ya. See you later. Thanks very much, guys. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.